Welcome to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with author and birth coach Alexia Leachman. Listen to mums share their positive birth stories, birthing experts sharing their wisdom, and Alexia as she shares her tips, tools, and techniques to help you prepare for a fear free birth. If you have birthing fears you want to clear, Alexia has created a free three part video series showing you exactly how you can clear your childbirth fears. Head over to www.fearfreechildbirth.com and sign up today. And now it's time for the show. Hello and welcome to episode 208 of the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. This is your host, Alexia Leachman. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today I want to talk about another aspect of pregnancy that I don't think gets talked about enough, and that is loss and pregnancy, grief in pregnancy and some of the more difficult emotions that you might have to deal with while you're pregnant and how to deal with that and how not to let those emotions worry you or stress you out in terms of your pregnancy. I have had um, some listeners sharing with me that they, you know, while they love a lot of the podcasts, when they hear that I say that it's really important to have, you know, marinate your baby in these positive emotions, that when they experience those less than positive emotions, then they start worrying that it's bad for their baby. And so I really don't want that message to get out because for me, I think it's important to make the distinction between um, marinating your baby in a consistent bath of negative emotion, specifically stress that really affects the body and that's the kind of stuff that will affect baby versus other more difficult emotions such as grief or loss for example or depression or you know some of the things that are a little bit more challenging that are actually just part of day-to-day life. We are human beings with a whole range of emotions and all those emotions are there to guide us and enable us to handle life and so we shouldn't just switch off the negative ones because actually there's a lot of strength and there's a lot of positive to be had from those let's say inverted commas negative emotions and we need to honour those emotions and allow them to pass through us and we need to live them and importantly our babies need to live them because they are coming into this world and they will experience those emotions so when I'm talking about marinating your baby in positive emotions it doesn't mean that you should deny yourself those negative emotions it doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever get stressed or you shouldn't ever get down and and if you do then that means you need to feel guilty about that because hey well let's just throw guilt in the mix as well because guilt's not a very nice emotion too the important thing is not to immerse yourself for too long in those kind of states to enable yourself to come back to a good place sufficiently frequently so that you're not in that all the time and the most important one I think to try and avoid is stress and that is one that you can do something about because stress is just this gathering of all these other emotions that you're not processing. Stress is just when there's one thing that builds up and on top of another on top of another and all that accumulates and creates stress whereas having all those individual emotions that are honest emotions that are real that are part of day-to-day life live those and immerse yourself in them but don't drown in them and just be honest about them you know allow yourself to live and experience them and importantly allow yourself to do that without the guilt that might come from worrying that this is not good for your baby your baby is experiencing emotions anyway they are hearing 
what's going on in the world. They are understanding through intention. They're not they're not unintelligent beings that are living within your belly. They do understand. They can hear what's going on. And it's important that you realise that they understand more than maybe you realise. And so they're already experiencing a whole range of emotions anyway. And so do not think that you have to deny your own um, this half of this dark half of emotional life that might come your way while you're pregnant. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this day is um, is because I've just found out some really bad news about somebody that's very dear to me in childhood that passed away. And it's just brought forward to me my own experiences of loss and particularly the loss of my mother. And when I was pregnant, you know, I was a pregnant woman without a mother and that was very very hard for me to deal with and and I want to talk about that for a little bit because this I'm not unique there's a lot of women out there that are pregnant without a mother and maybe it's because they lose their mother while they're pregnant or maybe it's because they've already lost their mother a while ago and if that is you and if you know somebody who has lost their mother a while ago then it's likely that that mother was taken far too early that there was some tragic situation that happened that unfolded there that means that here is a pregnant person um, that doesn't have her mum with her to support her during pregnancy and that is not an easy place to be you know there are lots of women out there that have their mothers supporting them side by side they are even present with them during birth um, and that is an incredible experience that I can only imagine you know that would have been gorgeous for me to experience but that wasn't that's not my life that wasn't my reality and for me to focus on what I don't have would not be incredibly helpful to help me get through that. And so I'm always trying to focus on all the good things that I have to help me to get through those difficult periods. You know, where there's a very difficult day that comes around annually for pregnant mums without mums. And that's Mother's Day, where you're reminded every year of everything that you have and everything that you don't have. And it's a very difficult day for me personally but over the years I've found ways of coping with that day better and certainly any other things that happen that might remind me that I am somebody that doesn't have my mum with me and actually that happens quite a lot you know there's always other women that you're bumping into that are whinging about their mums that are saying oh they couldn't get her off the phone or or even they are they say they speak to her weekly or she's coming around and helping with the kids or whatever there's always a mention of a mother that's present with a mother with kids you know the whole female support is there and that's something that I don't have and I could wallow in those thoughts when I get triggered pretty much daily about the fact that I don't have a mum to help me being a mum but I don't because it's just too hard and it makes life too hard to think like that so I thought it might be helpful as somebody that's gone through a few years now of practicing this dealing with being without a mum and actually it doesn't just you know it's not just about being without a mum it might be without a dad you know the person that um, I've just found out that has passed is is a father he was very much like a father to me when I was a young child and he's left behind three kids that are university age Um, and you know I can't help thinking about his two daughters that are going to go through that period in their life having kids and they won't have their father to share that with them and that's in the moment you know I can that that really does sort of touch me very very deeply um and and I know how that feels 
and 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 there's a lot of women like that that are going through these kind of experiences so as somebody that lost her mum I mean I lost my mum about eight years before I was pregnant and the first time that I it was made it mentioned to me that she might be dying I remember the first thing that I thought was who's going to be there to help me with my kids and this is while I still had a fear of birth this is while I still my conscious mind was still saying you don't want kids it wasn't even part of my thought process to actually want kids and yet the first thing that came to me was I'm not going to have her there when I have kids so on some level I knew I wanted kids and I was really surprised at that response in myself Um, and so yeah when the time came for me to be pregnant that was really hard I didn't have somebody there to support me to help me and so in those moments I just focused on everything that I was grateful for you know when I think back to losing her um, I now continue to focus on everything that I was grateful for in that experience and how it unfolded and how I'm thankful for how it did unfold and how that was good for me. Um, and so just to share a little bit about you, this story so that if you are going through something like this, then how I did this and how I sought out those those things to be grateful for. You know, my mum had cancer when I was 15. She had breast cancer and she had one of her breasts removed, but she recovered and thankfully and so but it came back it came back when I was in my 20s and we didn't realize it had come back and then suddenly you know she started clearly not being well took her to get checked out found nine tumors in her brain and six weeks later she was gone it was untreatable you know that was it and that was an incredibly dark dark period for me and it began a very dark couple of years actually as I really sank to very deep depths of murky crap to be honest um but in going to that place I had to find strength and I asked myself a lot of questions and what the hell am I living here for why am I here what am I doing I this could happen to anybody she was taken far too early as far as I was concerned and we need to make our lives here count and that's what kicked off a whole transition for me personally in my life um, which has led to what I'm doing today so you know, when I think back to losing my mum, there's so many things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that I didn't lose her at 15, that I lost her when I was nearer 30. You know, it's almost like she held out to make sure that I was already on my way in life and that I didn't, you know, imagine losing her at 15. That would have been awful. So there's that that I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the fact that I had six weeks to say goodbye, six weeks to spend a load of time with her, six weeks to say what needed to be said, to have those moments, to just be um you know there are people that don't have that kind of time to say goodbye um we in the last week here in the uk we've had an mp 41 year old mp who was killed doing her work murdered on the street and she's left behind i think it's two kids you know she was my age those kids went to school or nursery that day thinking they were going to see their mother that night and and that's it she's gone um they didn't get a chance to say goodbye you know so there are really situations that are very difficult to come to terms with so when I think about my own experience I was yes six weeks was a very quick time but actually I still got to say goodbye I'm also grateful for everything that she taught me everything when I do in terms of raising my kids has got my mum written all over it it's her style completely and I'm grateful for everything that she taught me while she was alive so I choose to focus on those moments when I have these difficult Mother's Day moments when I see a mother complaining about her mother or you know just anybody whinging about their mum 
It's like, stop it. You've got a mum, okay? Some of us don't have a mum and would love to have a mum. Um, and so, but you, of course they're going to whinge about their mum because some mums are just horrible. Some mums, you have some of these mums out there are the mums sharing the horrible birth stories. Some of these mums are the ones scaring their daughters about their pregnancy, telling her about the horror story about her being born, making her feel guilty. You know, that mums aren't all great. Don't get me wrong. But it's easy when you've lost your mum to kind of paint them in this lovely rosy way. Um, so yeah, dealing, you know, you can't hide from the world. You can't hide from people mentioning their mums. So you are always going to be triggered by things like this that are happening around you. And the best thing you can do is to find a way that you're going to be able to handle this, find a way for you to cope because you can't stop other people behaving the way they're going to behave. The only thing you can change is how you feel about stuff. That's the only thing you can work on that's going to have any impact. You can't change the world by trying to change every person at a time. The only thing you can change in the world is yourself, which will help you deal with the world in a much easier way. And so for me, when it comes to handling grief and loss, it's about honouring those emotions. You know, it's about being true. If you're going through that, then live it. Don't worry that this is going to harm your baby. If you're going to sink into a week of crying and being grief stricken, these are very human emotions that deserve to be purged, that deserve to be experienced. And that is not the kind of stuff that's going to be damaging to your baby. It's the stressy stuff. And so I think it's important to kind of really make that distinction. And the stressy stuff you can work on, you can do something about that. And so if you're going to start beating yourself up with a guilt stick, put the guilt stick down and start doing something that's going to de-stress you. If it's just walking in nature, if it's talking to somebody, if it's using something like my five step process to address some of those stresses, if it's meditation, if it's whatever it is, yoga, anything, take some action to help you handle the stress. But when it comes to these other emotions, honour them, live them, just be in them. And that is okay. Don't allow guilt to lay on top of them and thinking this is not good for your little one because your little one is a human being too and is also going to be experiencing emotions and don't shield them from being what it is to be a human being. That's not what creating a life is about. Um, at least this is this is just my view. This is just my view um, on, on the matter. And just as I said, brought forward the fact that um, this week I found out that somebody close to me has passed but also I've you know talking about death which is yes a taboo subject but my goodness I don't know why it is a taboo subject because we're all heading in that direction it, you know you can't have life without death it's something that's happened going to happen to all of us it's going to something's going to happen to all of our parents so you know when you know when I hear somebody who's 85 has passed and everyone says oh that's so sad I was like well not really 85 is quite good innings actually they've lived well they've they've you know they've they've done all right 85 is okay yes it's you'll not have that person in your life anymore but losing somebody at 40 that's sad losing somebody at 15 losing a baby that's sad you know for me the older they get I think well that's 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 part of how life is if everybody stayed on the planet we'd be in a right load of trouble wouldn't we with all these people taking resources and that would give us a whole new set of challenges so we have to be okay with death and honour it and just not be fearful of it. You know, I have some emails from women emailing me about their fears and I had one last week and she said that she knows two people who died after giving birth. 
So naturally, she's fearful of death. I have lots of women emailing me, telling me that they are fearful of dying during birth. And yes, that is a very real possibility. But it's also not a possibility. You know, yes, you can focus on the fact that you might die. But what good is that going to do? That is not going to help you in any shape or form. And it's not going to help your baby. Because anyway, you are going to die at some point, whether it's in birth or whether it's in 10 years or whether it's in 20 or 30, 40 years. It's going to happen. But are you going to live every single day until you die worrying that you're going to die? Because if you are, then you are not living your life. You're not focusing on the joys of being a human being. You're not focusing on what you do have, which is life. You know, if you're able to see and you're not blind, then focus on the fact that you have vision, that you can enjoy the colours, the flowers. If you can smell, then you can enjoy the fragrance of the flowers. You can enjoy the smell of the sea. You know, focus on all those things that you do have rather than focusing on the fact that you might die because, well, you will die at some point. This is going to happen. But don't stress about this fact happening any minute now because this just will not help you. Um... And I hate to be brutally honest, but, you know, just don't, there's just no point. So focus on what you do have, focus on what you do want. And if it's an emotional fear, which it will be, then use the process I share with you to clear your fear of death. And that will just help you to handle it better. It doesn't take the possibility away. No, because there are always these possibilities. You know, whenever you choose to go on an airplane, are you going to focus on all those airplane crashes that have happened before you take your flight? Because if you are, that's going to really put you in a bit of a bad state. What about all those times you got on a plane where it was fine? All those people that are taking plane journeys and it's okay and they get there. Focus on those. It's how you choose to focus your attention and that you have complete control over. So you need to be, you know, you need to really wrestle with your mind and choose where you're putting your attention because it makes such a difference to your day-to-day living experience. If you choose to focus on the fact that you will die, then then life is not going to be that pleasant for you. So focus on the fact that to your life like that, live your life being grateful that you're alive and what you're going to do to make that day magic for you and people around you. Because that's going to make life worth living. That's is much easier to deal with than focusing on all the worst possible possibilities that might happen. Um, Okay, so I'm going to stop now. Um, I hope that something that I've said has helped you. Um, If you are somebody dealing with loss or grief um, during your pregnancy, then I just want you to know that this is okay and just honour it. Um, Yeah, that's it. So I want to dedicate this episode to Andrew, who is the great man that died recently, that inspired me to want to talk about this today. And of course, my mum, who is never out of my thoughts any day at all. As I am here being a mother, I'm reminded of her presence daily. And especially as I start seeing her in my daughters, which is an interesting cocktail of emotions that I get faced with daily too. Um, So thank you for listening. I hope that something that I've said today has struck a chord, will help you in some way. Sorry for being emotional and shaky voice and all that stuff. And um, yeah, I'll be back next week on Better For My Hope. Um, If you want to 
email me, share anything that you're going through. Uh, you know where I am. You can email me. I do respond to all emails as best I can. I think I do. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. Until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You've just been listening to author and birth coach Alexia Leachman from the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like to show your support for Alexia and the podcast, you can become a friend of the show and receive even more exclusive content. Visit www.fearfreechildbirth.com and become a friend today. Until next time.